When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. And then they found Euro 2020 and discovered it's coming home. Uh, Welcome along to Season 4, Episode 6 of the MLS UK Show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Oh, we've got a lot of catching up to do. Where do we even start? Oh, well, we've had a month off and every year we have a month off and at the start of every year we say to each other, right, let's Let's not not do that. Yeah, let's not do that. (laughs) Um, Normally we're on holiday, uh, which means we've got a month off. This time we've had weddings, we've had surprise birthday parties, we've had Euro 2020, we've had all sorts. So, uh, yeah, we have had our month off. So thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for still speaking to us on social media, despite the fact we do this every single season. But no, we're back. And uh, yeah, we've got loads to catch up on. First things first, get your bling out. <laughs> yeah, my wedding ring. It's still there, luckily. Um, when we get the wedding day, Poppy said to me, she went, you know what? I'm never going to take this ring off because she wants it to be like me, you know, very romantic. Me put it on, never takes it off. Uh, she's next day, she went, have you kept yours? And I went, no, I took no. mine off to have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I lasted less than 24 hours. I would be exactly the same. I got as I've showed you, I got as far as buying my wedding ring um, before our wedding got cancelled. Uh, and I really, I really liked it. I was like really pleased with it because I th- my whole life I thought I'll never have one. I'll never want to wear one. And I found one I really liked. And so I was actually really gutted not to <laughs> uh, forget the whole wife thing and the honeymoon, not bothered, uh, not wearing the ring. I was gutted. Oh. Um, so over the years, we've done some pretty cool stuff. 
I'm um, thinking like Brit Awards. We've gone to the Brit Awards yeah. and it feels all so exclusive. And uh, we've gone into hotel rooms with Bruno Mars and Pink. and Interviewing these... them. Can I just point that out? Well, we were interviewing Started them. with an interview. <laughs> um, and then I thought to myself on your wedding day, I thought, no, this is probably the most exclusive club oh. I've been a part of. Henry got married and he was only allowed 30 people there. Um, somehow I made the cut. And um, I mean, Brian, he didn't sack it off. Um, but yeah, you honestly, you'll play this down because you're not this, you're not that kind of guy. Beautiful wedding, beautiful ceremony. Groom was all right. Beautiful bride. And your wedding speech was so good. For a man who talks so much rubbish on a podcast, <laughs> your wedding speech was exquisite. And you finished it in classic Henry style on the morning of the wedding. Yeah, I, I finished right because... Uh, my dad did a speech and he prided himself on not having to look at his notes uh, because he practiced it for a week or so beforehand. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> Mr. Last Minute, yeah, morning of the wedding, I finished mine. But uh, no, thank you. That's really nice of you. And uh, this podcast got a mention. It I, did. It got a mention yeah, in the speech. Yeah. I, I said, um, yeah, I, I, I basically introduced all my mates and how I've met them. And I said, Elliot. And I said, uh, we'd worked on the radio and an award-winning podcast. Yeah, a silver award, but, you know, it's an, aw- <laughs> it's an award. That's more than we won together on the radio, so... That is true. Yeah. Um, now, we, the day after, we went on our honeymoon uh, to Brighton, which um, if you... Have you ever been Brighton? I haven't. It's on our... It, funnily enough, when you said to me that you are going to Brighton, we we were looking a couple of weeks ago to, to book and go, because it's one of the only places we haven't been yeah. and really, really want to go. Um, but trying to find an Airbnb as everything opens up again in the UK yeah. is a nightmare. Yeah, I've got to say, if you uh, if you live in the UK, you've never been Brighton, I would strongly recommend it. If you're in America or Canada, you come over to the UK, go to Brighton, it's lovely. Um, so we found, uh, it was the Sunday that we were there when England played Croatia, mm. which we'll talk about in a moment because you went. Um, we were walking around Brighton trying to find just something to do or get my steps in before the big game and all the drinking that we're unable to really do it. Um, and so we're walking down the street and, and Brighton's a very liberal place. You know, it's a very, uh, there's a lot of like secondhand shops and everything's ethically made. You know, it's really nice. And um, walking down the street and I saw something in the corner of my eye. I was like, I recognise that. So I went into this shop and on the rail and I looked through and there was some more things. So I've, I bought some. I'm dreading what you're about to so, do. And I've brought them in. So this is from <laughs> this is from To Be Worn Again in Brighton. So check them out. Please tell me there's not a get-in t-shirt in there. <laughs> there's not. No, they've not got a second t-shirt. They've only been out five months. <laughs> so there's a few bits here. And I've actually got you something as well. So let's see what comes up. But right. So this is what I saw first of all. Right. And it's a t-shirt. That looks very Colorado to me. And it is. It's a champions what colorado rapids mls cup champions t-shirt right i see you freshly ironed it <laughs> yeah sorry uh, colorado rapids fans so 2010 so then i saw that and then i looked through i was like oh there's something else here and then i saw this philly a philadelphia yeah. union top how random yeah and so there's clearly a bright uh, mls fan in brighton that i don't know doesn't like mls anymore <laughs> gone um, off it now we've got this as well so this is for poppy and as you, if you can see on elliot's desk there is it, we are featuring the crew quite a lot i was today. gonna say is it buzzy bees and it's a hoodie with the old columbus crew badge on wow so i paid five pound for this and these so this is just pounds. in a random shop in brighton yeah columbus philadelphia uh colorado and the last one 
which I've got you, which I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know if this fits because it's just one side. Oh, it's purple. It's, it's a getting purple. t-shirt. <laughs> no, it's a... Uh, oh, that's the... the who's oh, getting rid of that? They're oh, so good. Orlando United, the sort of pride uh, shirts. That's released. from the Pulse shooting. Yeah, Pulse shooting. Wow. So there you go. So who's I don't know getting rid of that? Is it you? Are you watching <laughs> this going, that's my t-shirt? Uh, so I don't know if it'll fit, first of all. I... It needs ironing, second of all, but there no, you go. No, that's, that's going in the studio once once it's ironed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has been I don't know if bag. it'll fit me. Have you seen the size of it? Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be all right. I've not felt that much weight. Yeah, um, that's from that's from the pole shooting and uh, when they had the balloons in the crowd at the old stadium. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, so I, I couldn't believe it. And I, uh, the woman in the shop who I bought these from, she was like... Is it her face just probably, you know, looks like... Yeah. What are you doing? Well, we've had these for about 10 years and so we've hit the jackpot. Some guy from Manchester is coming and It's like them. when we went to Classic Football Shirts in Manchester and the guy was like, can I help you with anything? We're like, yeah, we're looking for um, MLS. <laughs> Sorry, M- MLS. MLS. Uh, we've uh, got rest of the world over there. Yeah, there. yeah, just go out of that Columbia shirt and be done with it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was, I was yeah, uh, so... Uh, yeah, check them out uh, to be worn again. And if you're in Brighton, go have a look because you might have had some more MLS stuff in. That's seriously impressive. I love that. Mm. Um, I've just seen, you mentioned it before, the um, Croatia game. Yeah. I honestly, I forgot that we haven't done a podcast since then. It's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went to Wembley to watch England v Croatia, the opening game of England's 2020 uh, Euros tournament. And I know it's weird. If you're in America, I don't know how big the euros are is it a big deal because i'm not watching the gold gold cup mm. and things like that do you know what i mean i've seen i've seen taylor Twelman and Stu holden tweeting about it so that mm. tells me that it it's on the radar be, yeah it's on the radar yeah. um so if you're not aware uh england have got to the semi-finals now which is huge we're playing denmark for a place in the final uh, against italy or spain fingers crossed um but for my 30th birthday i went to wembley and um, we did all the fancy stuff never done that before it was absolutely incredible and i got loads of loads of free stuff it was great um the the main sponsor of the tournament is heineken of course so i had a choice um free bar right I had a choice of heineken or Heineken. Uh, so I had lots of Heineken. Um, but the game was great. Saw Sterling score, first goal in the tournament. And I just feel buzzing that I was there because if we now go on and do something in this tournament, I was there at the first game. Yeah, yeah. You try and link. Um, I mean, we're, England have never won anything, not in our lifetime anyway. Mm. So I'm sure there'll be loads of people trying to link. Like I was thinking on the way here, I was like, oh, the Euros. Well, I'll always remember that. You got married on the day it started. <laughs> yeah, and you <laughs> went to the first game. So... Uh, no, I, I saw the pictures. It looked like you had a, a really good time and it, great weather as well. We were lucky that weekend. Just we? being in a stadium. Yeah. I know uh, in MLS, you guys can go and you can go to games. Um, there's no league football here at, at the minute and we haven't been able to go to a game for a year and a half, mm. nearly two years. Just being in a stadium was so good. Yeah. And like I had someone sat next to me and it didn't. I didn't even care. It's like, I don't care. This is just great to be... Uh, amongst it again and it just felt like a little bit of normality so um till england won then it was bizarre again <laughs> um but yeah it's uh there's been a lot going on including in mls so uh, we'll crack on shall we yes and as we do every episode we start with the game with a changing name now you're pretty excited about this one aren't you no i'm not i'm not excited i'm just um proud of myself that right. i've managed to find 
uh, a player that fits this category because I thought with England doing well in the Euros and uh, playing Denmark on Wednesday night, yeah. I thought I should look at the Danish players who have played in MLS. Uh, and England. And England. Yeah. Okay, so immediately I thought of uh, David Alsted, yeah. uh, Vancouver. Then I thought of uh, Martin Jensen at Red Bulls. And I was like, are they all just keepers? Are they all just goalkeepers? <laughs> Couldn't find any that played in the UK as well. Oh. And I went through, the, there was a list on Wikipedia of all yeah. the Danish players. And I clicked on every one. And the last one I got to has played in the uk as well right okay okay come on throw some stats at me where have they played so they've played for brondby yeah that was in uh, 1988 oh. just to give you an idea right, okay. started their career there uh barcelona all oh, right okay they went on loan to southampton from barcelona wow <laughs> that fall from grace then manchester city on loan from barcelona then it gets worse. Coventry City on loan from Barcelona. Uh, and they also played for Warsaw. Right. Uh, and then they moved to the San Jose Earthquakes, where they did really well. Played 91 times and yeah. scored 11 goals. Midfielder. Oh. Right, okay. Uh, what year did he go to San Jose? 2001 to 2004. And they are currently still involved at the club. They currently work at the club. I didn't know that. Uh, they're... Uh, member of the coaching staff at the minute right okay uh i'll have a think i'm not usually any good with the the older ones it's, it's very difficult but i just had to try and make yeah. it fit but if you know let us know uh, if you're watching on youtube just comment because it leaves a timestamp, or you can uh, get involved by tweeting us at mls uk show tell us where you're up to when you realize who it is funnily enough uh so i mentioned before we had a surprise party for you for you at your birthday which yeah. was here well, the other side of that wall in his garden. And um, I spoke to your dad and, and your dad was saying that, he was like, how do you know when people cheat and go to the end and come back? <laughs> and we were like, oh, we know. We know. We know. We know. Um, but he was he was intrigued. Wasn't really he, so. confused by that. And then I went, <laughs> we don't really know. <laughs> uh, but we do know. So don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Let's crack on then. It's been a busy few weeks in MLS. But first, let's have a word from our sponsor. The MLS UK Show. So as you can see, I'm rocking the uh, Adidas Orlando City Parlay jersey for 2021. Any excuse to buy anything with an Orlando badge on. If you're the same as me, if you're addicted to purchasing football shirts, soccer shirts, jerseys, tracksuit tops, bottoms, the lot, Soccer90.com is the place to go. And if you say at the checkout in the discount code MLS UK, you get 25% off too. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Okay, so it's been another busy week of uh, MLS action and uh, probably there's only one place to start actually, isn't there? I wonder where you're going to start. Toronto FC. Um, We planned to do a podcast last week. If you follow us on social media at MLS UK Show, you'll know that we got very close to actually doing it, literally so close that we then couldn't get into the the garage because... Elliot's garage door was broke, but now we're here. And um, these, so if you remember last week, Toronto lost at home to FC Cincinnati. Yeah. And I'll just read you the notes that I put down ready for it. The note was, um, you know it's bad when? (laughs) Well, one week later and it's got a whole lot worse. Yeah, it's got worse. 
I don't know where to start because I feel like I'm just repeating myself. And but maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe it's good that for months I've been saying I don't like this this no. Toronto side with with Chris Armas in charge. I don't really understand how he got that job in the first place when ultimately he didn't do a great job with New York Red Bulls. He had a fit again, Bradley Wright Phillips, and kind of forced him out. And uh, obviously he's gone to um, Toronto and he's forced out, frozen out Josie Altidore. He's been you know, made to train by himself. Something doesn't sit well with me with him. I don't know what it is. I can't describe it. Mm. Uh, Chris, if, you, if you're watching this, mate, I'm, I apologize from the bottom of my heart, but I just... I don't know. I watch him in interviews. I don't like... I Something's not right. Well, I mean, he is an MLS legend. I noticed in the Chicago game at the weekend, they have uh, Chris Almas written behind the goal on one of their flags. <laughs> um, but, so I think that gives him, gave him a bit of scope in MLS. But yeah, it's just not worked out. I was on the outside and when Toronto announced it, um, you just had to look in the comments on, on the announcement on Twitter and there, there were no positive comments coming from anyone, whether it be... Red Bulls fans, Toronto fans, you know, so, yeah, it's not worked out. I mean, you look at Toronto, the bottom of the conference with five points, five points from 11. This is Toronto FC, not Toronto FC from 10 years ago. This is Toronto FC now. Did we kind of expect this because they're not playing at home this year? Should we, should we have given, let's say Toronto hadn't lost 7-1 to DC, would Armour still be in a job because of that? I think the thing is, you can you can take them out of Toronto and you can say, all right, do you know what? We'll, we'll allow you 20-30% leeway here because you're not playing at home. You've not got that advantage. You've not got the home comforts. You've not been in your own home, you know, living life, yeah. waking up in your own home for, for months on end. Understand that 100%. But that Toronto roster should not be bottom of the conference. No. It's no. not good enough. That's the thing. It doesn't matter whether you, you know, Austin have only just started to, to play at home. You know, same with Columbus opening up their new stadium. They've all been playing away from home. Yeah. I know it's not quite the same, but, you know, Vancouver in the same situation, of course. Um, so are Montreal. And I just feel like that roster, there's no excuse. There is no excuse when you look at the strengths they've got. And you take one of your best players, Josie Altidore. Look, I don't, I, look, whatever you think of Josie Altidore when it comes to the US men's national team, whatever, okay? He starts in that Toronto side because he's too good. Yeah. He's too good to freeze out, making him train on his own. Do you think Michael Bradley is, you know, going into training every day thinking, oh, well, this is good. Josie Altidore is not even in the same postcode. Your zip code, sorry. Uh, you know, I don't know how that was ever going to end well. No, and the ironic thing is, is that even though Altidore hasn't been playing, Toronto have actually scored the most goals in the sort of bottom half mm. of the conference in those who aren't in the, the playoff positions. But they've conceded 27. That's more than they conceded the whole of last season. Um, yeah, you're right. It's just not good enough. And, and that performance on Saturday night, was just pathetic. I'm sorry. I know. I know it's. I know it's easy to say it, and I know it's quite harsh. But it was just off. It yeah. was just embarrassing, and I was embarrassed for Toronto. I was pleased for DC because yeah, it's nice. You know, they're scoring a lot of goals, but it. it yeah, it was just poor. Really poor. And um, you know, Chris Armas was sacked the day after. Um, Shocking that really. Yeah, I, in the. I don't think anyone was surprised by that. But uh, I mean, what now for Toronto? The the they're still playing, not at home what would you do? Is this season already a write-off? Do you just bring someone in from the, the back room to just fill a position until we can get back home next season? Or what do you do? Uh, I mean, I'm turning to look at the look at the standings just to see how far off they are. I mean, are playoffs gone? 11 points off the playoffs already. We've seen bigger comebacks. We have, 
but um, if you, I know MLS is very, in MLS it's very rare that you get a team that is winning every week. It's very, you know, hit and miss with people's farm. Um, but to claw back 11 points, it means that they're, first of all, I mean, there's a whole host of teams on 16 points for a start, but it just means Toronto, they're going to have to win four games before anything else. They're going to have to win four games to get to six to or 17 points. And then you're relying on other teams dropping mm. points. So if any of those pick up a few wins, they're still like seven points off. So I, I Sorry, don't... guys, I was trying to be positive. I just asked a question. <laughs> uh, Henry's taken those hopes and just sort of really stamped on them. Um, sorry, so I think this season's a write-off. Just trying, try not to finish bottom. Try to get as far as up the table. There's a danger with that, though, isn't there? When you're already away from home, mm. that sort of, well, what's the point? If, yeah. if they're not going to make the playoffs, why are they spending so much time away from home, away from their families? There's an era of what a horrible, horrible situation oh, to be is, in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to take something to you, put my feelings on Dom Dwyer to the side. It's reported that when he arrived at Toronto and was officially signed, he spoke to the players and said, this is the best group of players I've ever worked with, the best roster I've ever been a part of. There's no reason why we can't make the playoffs. A month, two months later, it's looking like one of the worst <laughs> rosters that he could ever have been a part of. Yeah. I know it's stronger than the Orlando side that he was in. So it's not, there's no bitter lemons, you know, from, from my end here, you know, that Toronto roster on paper, much better than the Orlando of three or four years ago. Yeah. There's no question about that, but I think there's more to it than that. You know, there's clearly an issue somewhere in, in that squad. And I don't know whether a new coach just fixes that. No. Well, this is why I say, I think this season's right off because what you said there is a very good point. They're not at home. They're not living at home. There's only ironically, there's only Dom Dwyer who's actually living at home. It must be great for him, but um, for everyone else, it must be really tough. You know, I know these guys are soccer players. I know they earn a decent wage, and it's everyone's dream to be a soccer player. But they're still human beings, and I think how they are is is representative of where they are in the table. The thing that isn't helping them out is the fact that Montreal are having a better season than we, what we thought they would do. They're on the cusp of... We talk about those 16 points and that's where they are. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think Toronto... Well, we'll see what happens in the next uh, next few weeks, see if there's a change, but I don't see it happening this season. So, uh, good luck, Toronto. Um, DC, we, we've actually... You put some questions out last week and we've got one about DC off DC UK, so we will answer that um, very, very soon. But just based on this game, I mean... Let's be positive. Okay, Toronto weren't great, but I was watching the likes of Ariola and, and I think that was a Ariola just run the show for yeah. me and it's it was good to see that DC kind of are starting to click a bit. Kind of starting to click a bit, so that was good. Uh, but like I said, we'll talk more about that in a moment. Um let's move on then to Columbus. You've got the shirt on there. Two two against New England Revolution. They went two 0 down though. Are you like me? Do you find it sad when there's um, a team that has their first game in the yeah. stadium and the opposition score the first goal? Because it happened at Cincy as well, didn't it? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I think I took for granted uh, Orlando opening up at Exploria or Orlando City Stadium as it was and Kyle Larin getting that first goal. I, I think I maybe took it for granted because it could have easily gone the other way, yeah. especially the way Orlando <laughs> played that year. Um, but yeah, unlucky really that they were playing New England who are... You know, there's no argument. They are the informed team, uh, you know, in MLS alongside the likes of Seattle and, and SKC, certainly in, in the East. Um, I think three points ahead of Orlando still yeah. now. 
So, yeah, unlucky that it was against them, really. But kind of, there's nothing better than coming back from two goals down. I, I think there's something, kind of something special about that. Um, but it's a shame, like you say, their first goal that they scored was kind of a pick the ball up and, you yeah. know, run run back to the centre circle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, they've had a good they've had a good start to the season, I think you could say, because now that they've got that stadium that they can play in week in, week out, obviously they've got catching up to do as well. Mm. There's every chance that with where they're sat, you know, level on points, basically in the playoff spots, there's every chance that they now really start to gather momentum. Now they've got that, you know, that home stadium, the home crowd behind them. So I fully expect you know, them to, to really be up there now that they're sort of settled into their new home. Yeah, well, I mean, if they win the next game, Columbus could be joint third mm. and suddenly the season's... All right, all right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well done to Columbus. Look, the, I mean, on I don't was it on TV? I saw the highlights. Was the match actually on TV? I yet? don't know, to be honest. Because, um, I mean, it looked magnificent. So, um, you know, hopefully that can continue that bump. We've seen it at Austin. And, I mean, I think it'll happen when Cincinnati starts to win some games <laughs> at their stadium. But uh, it is great seeing all these new stadiums in MLS. Uh, and well done, New England Revolution. Good, uh, Disappointed, but a good point in the end, mm. and they remain top. Annoying, isn't it? It's annoying. We we thought we were just catching them, and then, no, they're three points ahead again. And that is because, Orlando, um, you got beat at the weekend. 2-1 to Red Bulls, New York. They are uh, your bogey team this year, aren't they? They are. We've lost lost to them uh, when we wore this this jersey, actually, the, the Parley, uh, blue Parley top. I, do you know what? I, I, can't, I can't be mad, though. Like, since we recorded the last podcast, we've won, you know, three or four games. Looked really, really, like, so confident, so casual, no dramas whatsoever. Slip up against the Red Bulls, of course. Lose a couple more games and I'll be worried. But, you know, yeah. I, I don't I don't mind. I can't... All the years that I've stood in next to you doing this podcast, can I grumble at, like, they've won however many this season? Um, I can't grumble at... A, a little a little slip up here and there and if we'd have recorded the podcast last week I'd have been absolutely buzzing yeah. you know three wins in a week nine points uh, smashing it so yeah. I can't I can't complain well I did say in my notes last week as I begrudgingly said you deserve this after the years <laughs> of what you've had to put up with especially just with us doing this podcast uh, no Orlando playing well 5-0 last week against San Jose and a win against Miami as well yeah. which always helps um, just to touch on Red Bulls then now you watching Red Bulls twice this season and beat Orlando twice. How are Red Bulls? Are they impressive? Did they get lucky? How do you see them where they are at the moment? It's hard, isn't it? Because I'm I look at them, you know, and, and we mentioned the sixteen points. So you've got DC, New York, Montreal, Columbus. For me, that's exactly from what I've seen of them. That's exactly where I expect them to be. Right. I, th- I think this is a very, uh, very fair assessment. The first game against Orlando, they beat us just a great a great goal you know when you just hold your hands up and go do you know what fair play so yeah I think more to come I think is maybe you know I mentioned Columbus you know being able to play at home and build momentum I think New York certainly settling into that new era and I think there's every chance that they they start to progress as well yeah, and uh, Caden Clark, is, uh, it was announced, we were going to talk about this on the uh, podcast if we would have done it last week, but it's a bit of old news now. Gone breaking, to- breaking yeah. news, guys. Uh, he's been signed by Leipzig, uh, but they've loaned him back for the rest of the season to Red Bulls New yeah. York. It's interesting, isn't it? Because in England, I know we st- we support two sort of middle-of-the-ground sort of teams who you expect if you, uh, if you have a good player, you are going to sell them to one of the, the big six, mm. as they call them. But... Um, 
there's a lot more celebration for that in in MLS. When a player gets signed by yeah. a team in Europe, it's a big achievement. Whereas there's a, in the differences in England, there's a bit if of... If you take Buendia, for example. Yeah, he's gone to Aston Villa, hasn't yeah. he? And it's a bit like, oh, that's a shame. Like, And a few fans would be against him. Whereas in MLS, it's a celebration of this is what we've done. This is our player kind of thing. DK going to Barnsley was the same with Orlando. Yeah. So um, good luck to Caden Clark. We'll get on the bandwagon and hopefully <laughs> he may uh, jump from Leipzig to England and we can watch him. I just hope that one day, and we've we've seen so much progression since we started this podcast. I mean, it's not all down to us, but probably, <laughs> probably 90%. So much progression with the league. And you mentioned the stadiums earlier, the talent that's coming through, MLS next. Yeah. Champions, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of, there's so much has happened in the last sort of five, six years. And I hope that in another five years, we're in a position where we go, no, you, you're you not taking our players. You you know, you, they're not going to Germany or, yeah. or playing in Europe. That, that's not, you know, we're not having it. We're going to give them a new contract here under whatever rules they need to bring in. Let's be honest. There yeah. needs to be a, a, a change in MLS now financially um in the way that the teams are regulated so that we can hold on to these players and imagine if we could watch Caden Clark every week and Alfonso Davis etc etc there's a list as long as my arm I really think that that's that has to be a priority for the next five years or so yeah well uh Phil a mate of mine he lives in Florida and he's he's totally messaged me last week he said I've been to watch LA Galaxy about 10 years ago when he were, lived in California but uh, he said I'm going to take my kids to the Orlando Red Bulls game because they live in Florida and never been, and he kind of wants to get them into mm. soccer. And he came back, this was his uh, opinion on it afterwards, he says he really loved the atmosphere, which I said, yeah, Orlando, there is a good atmosphere there. Uh, he said the, the football was really good. He'd probably say it was as good as a, a good championship level, mm. although the referees are League Two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that is so accurate. But do you know what? I, I think the championship thing is very difficult. At the minute, in the last few years, I, I went on the um, Atlanta United podcast about three years ago now, and I said, mm, I said Atlanta would give a championship team a yeah, yeah. you know a, a good game. I think now that there's a lot of teams in the bottom half of the championship which would struggle. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's changed recently, and I'm, I presume you agree that there's yeah. there's teams in the bottom half of the championship that that wouldn't be able to give New England Revolution a game, and you know their fans would go into the game like New England Revolution. Yeah, we'll walk this and they'd get a shock. They'd get a surprise. Yeah. And again, that's another thing that I love this progression from the league. Um, right, moving on then, because um, I know we've, we've spoke quite a lot already on, on free games, but just running through a few more. Montreal beat Miami 1-0, which I mean, Miami's look at the moment is the fact that they finally play Montreal and he gets moved to the Red Bull Arena. <laughs> that's their look at the moment. Um, elsewhere, they got Nashville playing at home again. That's the eighth game on, at home, but eight unbeaten. Na- Nashville oh. are up there. They're up there. They're My boys, fourth. great little club. Uh, they beat Philly 1-0, which, I mean, Philly are third, so that's a really good result. They're only three points off Orlando. There's me going, great little club. They're going to be overtaking us soon. However, they have got five away games to catch up yeah, on, yeah. so we'll see uh, as, as we leave the summer how they will do. Uh, Houston won, Cincy won. I mean, Cincinnati seven points from three now, so there's an improvement there. It's baby steps, but that's... Uh, that's really good to see, and they're up to 11th now. They don't even need Toronto to make them look good. They're, they're doing all right now anyway. Yeah. Uh, we had um, RSL nil, LAFC 1. Uh, LAFC up to 5th now in the uh, West. So as we've, we've talked about in recent episodes, we're wanting to see 
there to see if they can rise up the league. Yeah. A bit of a poor start for their standards. Do you know what it feels like? Do you know when you take on those challenges either on FIFA or on Football Manager and it's like, LAFC have got a great roster, but they're outside the playoff spots. Can you turn it around yeah, in the yeah, last yeah. few games? That's what it feels <laughs> like to me. Um, shout out as well to Albert Rusnak. If you're a fan of the podcast from the old days, you'll know it's his birthday on Wednesday and you know what that means. Um, elsewhere, FC Dallas. Uh, they're our new MLS UK show champions, FC Dallas. Because if you remember that Red Bulls beat Orlando. Yes. You had it for one game. Yeah. Uh, then New England Revolution beat Red Bulls. And then somehow... FC Dallas beat New England Revolution. Haven't won a game since 1996, (laughs) but all of a sudden... They then went into this weekend's game at home to Vancouver. They weren't able to get a second win, but they did get a draw, which means they keep the title belt. So they're still the champions. Um, Austin 4, Portland 1. So let's talk about that first. We've got three more games to talk about. We got a message on one of the questions last week, which was, is Austin's stadium cursed? Oh, yeah, Q2. First two games were nil-nil. And I said to you, I said, I had this great answer going, don't worry. I think it was, um, who was it? It was Austin FC UK who asked the question. Um, yeah. I was going to say, don't worry. Bolton Wanderers in our new stadium back in 97, We the first two games we had were against Everton and Man United. They were both nil-nil, but we finally got a goal in that third game. And uh, I thought, oh, that would be a nice thing to say. No, Friday night, Austin 4, Portland 1. So he <laughs> smashed that out of the water. So great scenes, though, for Austin, isn't it? Great scenes to see them finally win that first game, finally score. And, I mean, they'd not scored in six of the last seven before that. So they had been saving the goals, haven't they? However, they conceded their first goal in the new stadium as oh, well. Oh, what does that mean now? It's all over. Uh, well, I think the 4-1 win manages to to, uh, keep the spirits up. Um, Portland stuttering a bit. They've not won in three now. They lost to Minnesota last week as well. But, I mean, Portland, uh, they're another team. They're on the cusp of the playoffs, and you fully expect that they'll get a few wins and get back in. It's it's like LAFC. It seems in your mind when you're trained of watching MLS over the years, it seems inconceivable that Portland would not be in the playoffs, uh, and they'll be fine. A team that probably won't be fine, unfortunately for me. Is Atlanta United? Um, oh, I wondered when we get to this bit. It's been I've been waiting a long time. Chicago three, Atlanta nil. I mean, well done, Chicago. Chicago, a great side though. You know, <laughs> eight points. There's now. no shame in losing to Chicago. Oh no, wait, it's mm. terrible. The thing with Atlanta is we've gone from scoring two a game that we were doing a few weeks ago to now scoring none in each game and. It was always going to be a difficult summer with players away for the Gold Cup, Copper America, the Olympics. But yeah, it's ended up being how we thought it would be. And um, we've gone from not being able to keep a clean sheet after the 80th minute to uh, not being able to create anything and score from all 90 minutes. An honest assessment. Um, It makes it more heartbreaking that Orlando didn't win at the weekend because we'd have had double the amount of points as Atlanta. Oh, God, I didn't <laughs> know And it know would that. have been unbearable. <laughs> I didn't know that. And when would we ever have had that on the cards since we've been doing this podcast? It's just not working out. It's not happening. <laughs> I'm not used to this. As much as you're not used to be winning every yeah. week, I'm I don't know what to, to do with myself and neither do you. I've watched the games and I watched bits of the game on, on Saturday night and... Uh, yeah, it was just poor. They're not creating anything. It's just really poor. And I mean, credit to Chicago. Hopefully this will be there getting their season up and running. We mentioned sort of new stadiums and we still feel Soldier Field is a new stadium. It's not. It's old. And they, they played there last year. But with fans in, it's kind of new. So it was good to see. Look um, how dejected he is. It's great. It's, it's just not good. We've been it? laying into Toronto. You've only got eight points more than they <laughs> 
don't. Please don't. Um, no, seven. Oh, right, moving on quickly. <laughs> seven points more. Um, SKC won LA Galaxy. Great win, this. Yeah. Big win. Elsewhere, Seattle continued their unbeaten run. They're now the joint uh, longest all-time MLS unbeaten run from the start of a season. 12 games. Columbus Crew had that in 2004. The, the Vancouver draw last week, no, again, no one expected that. I don't didn't know what I was more surprised about, <laughs> that or New England losing Dallas. to Dallas. But, uh, yeah, it, Seattle. I mean, this is a sign of a good team, isn't it? You're not playing necessarily that well, but you're still getting the the, the points tally still ticking over. It's exactly what we said about Orlando at the start. I was not happy with the performances at all, but the results were, were fine. And, you know, it's something to build on. You can afford to go and work on the training pitch all week if, you know, if you just got three points. If it was a bit scrappy, who cares? You know, everyone's in a great mood. Um, but, you know, the Toronto situation, for example, completely the opposite. Terrible performances, terrible results. And finally, uh, Asani Dotson won MLS at the weekend. If you didn't see this, congratulations to him. He proposed to his girlfriend after the game. I mean, a draw, a 2-2 draw at home to San Jose, maybe not the most romantic. What a way to remember it, eh? <laughs> uh, but she, she said yes. I mean, she couldn't say no, could she? Let's face it. But congratulations to him. So it finished 2-2. Uh, Minnesota, seven matches unbeaten now. Yeah, this is the thing. Um, we tipped them at the start and then they wobbled. Uh, however, you know, remember, we were there. We tipped them at the start. We were on board on the, on the Minnesota train. I just think they've got a really strong, stable setup there um, with, you know, the coach sticking around, the stadium, the, you know, embedded into the new stadium. Everything just seems to grow a little bit each season. And, and I like that. And I, I feel like they'll do well. Uh, San Jose. Uh, yes, a good draw, but they've conceded 10 in three now. Nothing to do with us. No. Oh, no way it was. A positive, though, for San Jose is uh, Cade Cowell scored again. 17-year-old, four goals this season. Um, I mean, he was in the uh, original 60-man roster for the Gold Cup, uh, the American team. He didn't make the last 23. But, I mean, you, you look at that, you look at Clark at Red Bulls. Quinn Sullivan at Philadelphia scored a great goal last week. Yeah. It's decent players coming through for the US national team. Yeah, and we talked about it before with Caden Clark moving to, to Leipzig, coming back on loan. It's a case now of when does the league act? When do we find a way to hold on to these players? Because Europe is going to be sniffing around. And and this is the thing. It's only a matter of time before you think, are Leipzig going to come calling for, for Cade Cal now as well? Yeah, well, we'll have to see. It's uh, so refreshing now seeing all these players coming through. Um, you know, it is the youth players. And like you said, hopefully we can keep them in MLS. But if they come over to Europe and we get to benefit from them here, then so be it. Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So still to come on the MLS UK Show, we'll be answering some of your questions. We've got another round of The Crisis Right, and we'll be doing our predictions for this weekend's action. But first, it's time for a very special edition of Henry's Guide 2. Now, normally, we'll be doing it to places in North America, specifically places that house MLS teams. But you may have seen last week that Christian Ramirez has left Houston, former oh, wow. LAFC and Minnesota player, to go play for Aberdeen. So, in case he catches this, we're going to get him a bit of knowledge as he prepares to play for Aberdeen. So, Elliot, it's now time for Henry's guys. This is going to sound so ridiculous. To Aberdeen. <laughs> Famous, of course, for its country music. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henry. Did you know that Aberdeen is the third largest city in Scotland with a population of 200,000 people? 
This is awkward because I, I, I did actually know it, but no. <laughs> it's known as the Granite City and the stones that are made there are the stones that are at the Houses of Parliament in London. And I did know that. My year seven teacher at school was from Aberdeen oh, and he wow. taught me that. Well, there we go. You should know most of these then. <laughs> uh, he's famous for his Aberdeen Angus beef and shortbread too. And there are more than 30 places called Aberdeen around the world, including Canada, Australia, Hong Kong, and South Africa. But not Houston. Not Houston, no. <laughs> um, it's one of the luckiest cities in the UK. Uh, they've had over 40 lottery millionaires from there. <laughs> wow. And it's also home to 70 golf courses, including the Donald Trump International Golf Course on the Aberdeenshire coast. I think the less said about that, the better. <laughs> Uh, Aberdeen are one of just two Scottish teams to win a European trophy. Uh, the Cup Winners' Cup versus Real Madrid in 1983. And their wow. manager was? No idea. Sir Alex Ferguson. Ah, uh, of course. Uh, they are also the last team other than Rangers or Celtic to win the Scottish top division. Uh, do you know when that would be? Uh, no. 1985. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a fact about Aberdeen and Pitodri, where they play... It is uh, where the first ever football dugout was. Really? Yeah, it was at Aberdeen Stadium. Wow. So there we go. That was Henry's Guide to Aberdeen. There you go, Christian Ramirez. Uh, if you follow us and you follow Christian Ramirez, tag him on social media. Let's get him watching this. Christian, welcome to the UK. You're going to be just fine. Yeah, in Aberdeen. Um, right, we uh, we asked for this last week, and uh, because of your garage door, garage door gate, as we call it, um, we weren't able to do a podcast, but we actually got some questions in, didn't we, from people who listened. So thank you very much if you uh, sent us your question in. Uh, if you want to do it for next episode, then just to tweet us at MLS UK Show. Yeah, uh, the first one. This is a great question. This is one of the best questions we've ever been asked. Uh, it's by Mike, and he says, what's your favourite MLS hashtag on Twitter. So he sent us the original MLS tweet from the start of the 2021 season where they've listed all the hashtags and, of course, the hash flags that follow them. Uh, and he wants us to pick our favourites. So go on. What's your favourite? Uh, I like the ones that are not in a badge, if that makes sense. So uh, like the cutout ones. Um, so begrudgingly into Miami, they've got the flamingos. Do you know what I mean? It's not a badge. Yes. It's just the yeah. flamingos on their own. Uh, and also Philly, who have got the um, tribute to their uh, electrifying uh, away jersey. Um, really like that. And do you know what? That Orlando City one's nice, isn't it? That purple. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, it's a bit boring. It was Orlando City's just Orlando City, is it? Uh, hashtag Orlando City, yeah. Wow, a bit boring. No, um, right, before you have your say. Okay, go on. Hashtag unite and conquer. It's unique. How snappy. You literally had ATLUTD. Just use that. It's so annoying, especially when you try and do a tweet or maybe like we're covering a game or I'm posting the lineup. It'll be like hashtag LAFC and then hashtag unite and conquer. Come on. No, I like it. Uh, my favourite, I like the 96 ones. So you're looking at uh, Rapids and crew there. Uh, I mean, if I like the 96 ones, I've got to like San Jose, uh, which is Quakes 74. Toronto's annoys me a bit because it's TFC live. And that yeah. to me is like a... a and they're mainly dead now. <laughs> Their hard. season is. Uh, but it's like when Sounders had Sounders match day. Do you know when it's yeah. like, uh, we, we kind of want to use it all the time, but I kind of get it. Um... 
Yeah, the others. Minnesota's uh, nice. Sorry, I'm just jumping in. Yeah, Minnesota's nice. Uh, Dupe is a classic for Philadelphia. Yeah, Nashville, everyone, N, I like that one. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a few good ones. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, it's not something that keeps me awake at night. So, uh, yeah, uh, no, good. Thanks, for Mike, for the question. But, um, yeah, I like all of them. <laughs> Okay. I'll sit on the fence. Uh, okay, so uh, David says, Gonzalo Higuain said his impression of MLS was that he was coming to score goals with a cigarette hanging from his lips. Uh, last Friday, obviously sent this last week, uh, his opposite nanny embarrassed him. Do you think that this old stars retirement league uh, tag has, you know, finally been banished and that MLS is no longer a retirement league? Uh, I'll hand it over to you. You don't need to talk about Nanny specifically. No, I won't do. I won't mention <laughs> myself. Uh, I think it's getting there. We've, I mean, the, just the players we've spoke about on this podcast, the young players are, are proving that. And you look at like when, uh, I don't know, when Atlanta were, were actually a good team and the players that we had and uh, they weren't exactly old timers, were they? You know, <laughs> they were in the prime. So, yeah, I think that's uh, coming to an end. But I think naturally, you know, you will get that. And, I think it takes the the education and people actually watching the league to to understand that it's not quite that. Although I've got to say I do like the old times coming in; it does add to it. So, um, John Nason says, and this proves my point about the Atlanta hashtag. He says he'll score more goals in the next month. Hashtag ENG England or hashtag Unite and Conquer, which is of course Atlanta. Um, a week later, since he asked the question, I th- I think we've maybe got our answer. Yeah, England scored four. Atlanta scored zip. Uh, yeah, it was uh, well. It's it's England, isn't it? Really. Oh, one. plus the two against Germany. So oh, six, six. six. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, England can add to that. And uh, I mean, we can only pray that Atlanta add to theirs at this moment. So yeah, I think England will probably win, even though Atlanta will have half a month on them to try and uh, claim it back. <laughs> okay. Uh, Daniel Graham says, who's been the surprise team of the season in both conferences for yourselves? Oh, um, i tell you what. Do you want to do the East and I'll do the West? I think the East is easy and it's maybe not the the way that you intended the question. I think surprise package is normally connotations of who's done incredibly well, but I, I, sorry, but Toronto, I don't want to keep going on about it, but who had Toronto to be bottom of the league? No, that is true. Um, right. I mean, looking at the West then, I think you're probably looking at, um, I don't know. Cause you, you think the the top three, I'd probably say LA galaxy could well be in there because we, they, we were like, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to, fall are they gonna have this resurgence and they have had the resurgence i think Co- it's colorado for me I don't, yeah colorado in fourth but i mean they did well enough last year to show that that isn't an entire surprise lafc being fifth maybe but you know the you can see them rising up um so yeah i'd, I'd have to say in terms of a failure Possibly Minnesota and LAFC being fifth and sixth in terms of... Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it Houston, actually, because we started this uh, this year by saying we, they didn't have a cat in hell's mm. chance. And the seventh, so I'm going to say Houston for the West. They're my surprise team. Okay, Sean says, why... Uh, here's one for you, you can answer this. Uh, why aren't Orlando's centre-backs getting any love for Team of the Week? Um, because... Well, it's an MLS thing, isn't it? So, I mean, MLS, we, we could have a whole podcast dedicated to problems <laughs> that MLS 
have. Because uh, I, I do obviously look at this through purple glasses, but it kind of got a point because especially in the first games of the season, the defence was pretty good. No, it was, yeah. And I mean, you look at, at the amount that Orlando conceded and uh, they're... But they've not conceded 10 yet. There's only Seattle, really, who have conceded uh, less than them. So, yeah, you would expect that Orlando's defence would be in more, and it's not. So, yeah, it's a thing for MLS. But the best thing to do uh, for Orlando is just to continue to prove them wrong. Who cares if they're not in the team of the week, if they're still second and still not conceding? Very true. Uh, There's only a couple more. Somebody says, who's winning MLS Cup this year? Um, Who did we say at the start? Seattle, I think I said. Say Seattle, LAFC, can't remember. I'll stick with Seattle. Go back to episode one and tell us. Um, Yeah, I, well, I've kind of said New England and I put a bet on them. So I'm going to go with New England or Seattle for me. But SKC are a strong shout as well. The final one is from DC UK, DC United Kingdom. And he says, what's your early take on Lasada ball? Uh, Which is, of course, the style of play um, that Lasada is bringing to DC. He says, the stats show we should be doing much better. Is it a matter of time? Now, this was, of course, sent during the week last week. Yeah, so before the 7-1. But uh, you said before that you've got, you. this is the one question you've really prepped an answer for. So go on. The floor is yours. Um, when Norwich appointed Daniel Farker as their coach four years ago, um, we were mid-table championship team and it was the first time we'd ever had a foreign manager. And he had this philosophy where it was better to keep the ball than to always try and play forward. Yeah. So if, he, if your centre midfielder had the ball and the centre-back was free, use him. You know, and then, you know, turn over the play, start again, recycle it, go again. And I know that now that's, you know, you look at Guardiola, et cetera, that's much more common now. Mm. And since it's, you know, it's worked, he's taken us up to the Premier League twice using it. You know, it completely works, but it did take time. That first season, you came to watch uh, Norwich Bolton. Um, Bolton drew nil-nil. But Bolton got a draw at Norwich. Uh, Just because we were just playing this horrible, boring football. And I feel like it does take time to get going. Uh, My point was disproved because they just put seven past Toronto. So, Uh, Well, I think the thing for me, the difference in DC this year compared to last year is is different. It's it's so different. Is that as a neutral, I really enjoy watching DC this year. Last year was a bit of a struggle at times, but even uh, okay, we've got a seven-one. But even the game before that, the New York City one, where they're going for the win in the last minute, and okay for DC fans, you may not, you some may think we would rather have a draw than lose, but for the neutral. They were going for the win, and they've ended up losing the game because of because I mean, great goal from Thiago for New uh, New York City, but they've they've they're going for it. They're trying to win every game. They're going. It's exciting to watch. It's so exciting to watch, and and we you know we say this with MLS is that the the good thing about this league and the fact that it doesn't have promotion and relegation is the fact that teams can go for the win. You don't have to draw. You know, okay, drawing more than you lose will get you into the playoffs, but at the end of the day you might as well go for the winning two games and win one of them than draw two games. So the, this does encourage that. So if this is going to be DC this season, then I'm all for it. And I, I feel, sorry, I want to shout out as well, uh, Cheyenne, who uh, is also known as Between Clean Sheets, who's a massive DC United fan, uh, travelled to Columbus to go and watch uh, Columbus' first game at their new stadium uh, and missed her team winning 7-1 against Toronto. So uh, we send our condolences. Uh, she was doing it for the love of the game, uh, but it's not worked out for us. So um, tag her and tell her that we're sorry about that. 
Uh, right, you're very excited about this one. It's Crisis Right is back. It's the game where Elliot plays the role of I can't. Who do used to do? I don't know who did the pro. Was it Bob Barker? Someone let me know. Was it Price Ryan yeah, America? Yeah, Bob Barker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had our own version. I can't remember who presented that. Anyway, so Elliot is the. He gets his blazer on. He's in charge of the Jason Crisis. Right, it's higher or lower? And what's the category this week? Well, it was Bruce Forsyth. Was it in this country? Is uh, who did it over here? Right, okay. um, yeah, Price is Right coming next. Price is Right, even get it right. <laughs> The MLS UK Show. Hello and welcome back to the MLS UK Show. Uh, I am your host for the Jason Crisis Right, Elliot Holman. Playing today is Henry Hewitt. Come on down. Henry, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Uh, today's category is MLS Cup droughts. Oh. So longest time since winning silverware. Okay. How do you feel about this one? I'm quite confident. More confident than re- yeah. recent times. Yeah. Uh, this is because I saw, I think it was uh, Chicago Fire UK tweeted us this probably about a month ago now. Uh, and it was a list uh, showing them basically bottom. Uh, so, um, yeah, we'll start with Montreal, who have gone nine seasons since winning MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. However, have Real Salt Lake gone Longer or shorter? Okay, Real Salt Lake. That was, I want to say, around the turn between the noughties and the tainties, or whatever they call that. Tainties, yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Making that's up o- his own thing. That's yeah. only 10 years. Oh, would it be? I'm going to say it's slightly longer. It is. It's 11. We got there in the end. Okay, uh, San Jose Earthquakes is the number of seasons since Silverware higher or lower than RSL? Oh, uh, lower. It's higher. 15. Yeah, it was mid mid not as well. Higher or lower than 15, DC United. Oh, that's higher. That's higher. They won quite a few at the start. You sound confident about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been quite the drought. Well, you're right, but only by one year. Yeah. 16. Uh, okay. Higher or lower than 16 Chicago Fire? Definitely longer. <laughs> it's 22. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. Higher or lower LA Galaxy? Oh, lower. Yeah. Only six seasons, of yeah. course. Um Higher or lower than six for LA Galaxy, I'm going to go Houston Dynamo. Oh, because, yeah, LA Galaxy and Houston had a few battles, didn't they? Uh, I think Houston's was slightly, yeah, I think we're talking, because I think Stu Holden signed for Bolton around either at the time or just after it. So we're talking about 10 years, so I'm going to say higher. It is higher, 13. Uh, And finally... New York Red Bulls, higher or lower than 13? Are we counting the Metro stars? <laughs> no. No, right, just Red Bulls. So yeah. I'm going to go lower because they've not been uh, the Red Bulls for as long. Yeah, it's 25 seasons. <laughs> well, we are talking about the Metro stars then. Oh, okay, yeah, well, still, it's higher. I, I judge's rule. Sorry, that was my right, bad, though. my bad. Uh, yeah, you did better there. You did much better. You've been awful this season, but that was good. I told you last time, if you listen to episode five of this season, I needed the break. I've had the break and I'm back. Right, go on, back with you now. 
So looking ahead to another busy week in MLS then, and if I've not been great at the crisis right, I guess I need to say that this is the portion of the show where you have been horrific at. Yeah, yeah. This is our predictions. I mean, even Toronto have managed to get one win this year. Uh, it's currently 3-0 to me. <laughs> Um, so we're going to do our predictions. Normally we'll do it for the weekend, but as you know, it's Gold Cup this weekend. So good luck to Canada and the US in the mm. Gold Cup. Obviously, hopefully, it's good luck to England as well in the Euros final. Uh, but there are some matches. <sighs> Get ahead of yourself. Uh... <laughs> there are some matches midweek in MLS. Uh, on my birthday, actually. Uh, and Albert Rusnats. And Albert Rusnats, of course. Um, Atlanta aren't playing, so they can't ruin my birthday. Thank God for that. Uh, but the matches that are playing, um, uh, let's kick off then. This is midnight. It's Thursday morning here in the UK, Wednesday night in the US and Canada. Uh, the first match is New England Revolution versus head coachless Toronto. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be as high scoring as the other one. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three one New England. Um, I'm going to go 3-0 New England. I think Toronto will get better, but mm. just not in this game. Um, next, it's to uh, down to back to Florida for Montreal, but whereas they played Miami at the Red Bulls Arena, they're now playing New York City in Florida at the Explority Stadium. So. Makes no sense. No, well done, whoever's planned that one. Great job. Uh, what's your prediction for this one? Oh, um, oh, I don't know. You go first. 2-1, New York City. I think they've had a little bit more of a break than Montreal, and Montreal have had to travel, needlessly, but they've had to travel anyway. I'll go Montreal then, just to be different. I'll go 1-0. Okay. Uh, Chicago, greatest team in the uh, in MLS at the moment. Must be to beat Atlanta. Yeah, uh, well, they're playing Orlando this time. Mm. I've got to be confident about this one. I'll go 2-0, uh, Orlando. Um, Chicago, big win in the week. Uh, well, I still think they're going to lose. Orlando 1-0. Uh, Austin versus LAFC at the Q2. This mm. is a big game. Round two for these two uh, teams. I'm going to go... I fancy an Austin win, 2-0. Yeah, I've got to agree. I think LAFC, good win against RSL, but they're still a bit... You can't really... You don't know where you are with them. So, Austin, I'm going to say 2-1, Austin. Okay. Uh, next, it's Colorado versus Minnesota. I think this is a really tough game to call. Colorado, Minnesota. Oh, going against the standings, I'm going to go Minnesota. Yeah. 1-0. 2-1. No, 3-2 Colorado. I okay. think it'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, next, uh, to Looming Field, Seattle Sounders looking to uh, get back to winning ways. Remember, this is the game where they can break the record. Longest unbeaten run from a start of a season. They've got Houston at home. Surely this is a record-breaking game, right? I think this will be a draw until the end, and I think Seattle will nick it at the end. No, I've gone going 4-2. I think this is Seattle's. Oh, wow. I'm going to go 2-1 Seattle. Uh, Vancouver are at home at the Rio Tinto Stadium, their home for this year, against RSL. That's that's good planning, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe Montreal could take a leaf out of Vancouver's book. Uh, yeah, Vancouver versus RSL. Vancouver, the home team, though. What do you think? RSL 1-0. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1. Hopefully, Rusnak will score on his birthday. Oh. Is it, is, is birth, that means it's your birthday. You it, should have mentioned it more. I should have done. I've, I've hardly mentioned it in the four series that we've done of this uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, and finally, uh, on uh, Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, it's the MLS UK show championship game. It's LA Galaxy versus FC Dallas. Will we have new champions? I think so. I'm going to go 2-0 Galaxy. 
Yeah, I've got to say, I think uh, I think Chicharito scored. He was the first player to get to ten goals, wasn't he? This yeah, season, yeah. I think he'll get to eleven now. He'll score one goal, and LA Galaxy will win. I think it'll be three-one. A couple more games to uh, come this week. Then uh, this is on. Uh, well, Thursday night, Friday morning. It's Red Bulls uh, back at the Red Bulls Arena versus Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm going Philly win here, two-one. Yeah, well, Red Bulls are doing okay. I think they've had a good... If you look at the last five or six games... Yeah, but I'm looking for revenge. Don't Uh, talk me out of it. uh, No, I think Red Bulls will win this. Um, I think it'll be 1-0. I think it'll be a tight game. Uh, Nashville versus Atlanta. Thankfully, they moved this game away from my birthday uh, because I think Nashville at home, they're unbeaten at home. Yeah. I think it's another win. I think it's another 3-0. I was going to go 3-1. I was giving you you a chance. (laughs) You're not going to (laughs) score. Um, oh this season's great uh, and then Saturday uh, this is at um, half 12 in the morning so it's Friday night Friday night yeah. in, the, in the States it's the first Hell is Real derby at Ooh. the TQL Stadium FC Cincy versus Columbus can Cincy get the first win I'm going to go yes yeah yeah do you think really yeah no but I'm just trying to be <laughs> exciting but the Aaron beating him free 1-0 uh, Columbus will win um, two two nil, but uh, I mean since the are unbeaten in three, so if they've ever got a chance of doing it, I tried. Cincy fans, I tried. Now, obviously, uh, our attention will be with the European uh, final, the Euros, uh, England. Not in the final yet, so this could come back to haunt me. But Sunday, eight p.m., England versus either Italy or Spain. Probably rather have Spain to be honest. Same. Uh, well, there you go. Um, the next episode... Let's do a prediction for that. England win. 4-0. It's coming home. 1-0. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop being realistic. <laughs> um, we have been here before. If you go back to season one, I think, there is an episode called Don't Mention the Semi, and that is after England lost in the World Cup semi-final against Croatia. Mm. So if you go back listen to that one, that will be probably the way we'll be feeling on the next episode. Yeah. If England, especially if you lose against Denmark. Um, before we go, we've got two things we need to do. We've got to think of a key word for the ratings. Easy. Go on. It's coming home. Well, there you go. It's coming home. So if you want to leave us a rating, remember there's one rule and one rule only. Five stars only. LA Galaxy style. On your podcast provider, then please do. And if you put the keyword in the subject or anywhere in, in the message saying it's coming home, if you can get that into it, we will read it out on the next episode. So even if you want to promote your podcast, your supporters group, or if you just want to get your name read out on the MLS UK show, then that's what you need to do. You'll go in the draw to win a shirt from Soccer90.com as well. Yes. Um, game of the changing name then. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a clue who it is. I hadn't heard of them either. However, they are part of the technical uh, staff for San Jose Earthquakes and have been since 2008. Shows where our knowledge is. Uh, I wanted, because England are taking on Denmark, I wanted to find a Danish player who'd played in the UK and in MLS. Turns out I could only find one. Uh, Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, Started their career at Brondby, went to Barcelona in the early 90s, uh, went on loan to Southampton, Man City, Coventry, also played for Walsall before going to San Jose in 2001 until 2004, I was there in 2004. Can't say I knew anything of him. I might know with the Manchester City connections. Obviously, that's a local team to me. Mm. But nothing on the top of my head so far. Big reveal? Yep. It's Ronnie 
Eckland, midfielder, striker, uh, scored 11 goals for San Jose in 91 appearances. And as far as I can tell, uh, never played for the Danish team, but for the under 17s, 19s and 21s. Well, there you go. Well done. Have you got that right? I bet there's San Jose fans that got that right. But other than that, probably no one else. (laughs) Maybe a Man City fan or a Southampton fan or a Barcelona fan. Uh, Well done. If you got it right, there'll be another round of the game with a change of name next time. Indeed. Um, Nerves are setting in now for the the end of the Euros. By the time we speak to you next, football may or may not have come home. We think Three Lions is going to be number one until at least Christmas. If it does come home, um, we probably won't do a podcast again. What's the point? I'll retire from football. Why even bother following football once it's come home? Leave it at home, do you know what I mean? No, well, uh, if it comes home, if it comes to your house, we'll have it on the next episode. (laughs) Uh, Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. Remember to subscribe on your podcast provider and also through YouTube. Click the notification bell as well, and it tells you whenever we drop a new episode. Imagine the noise level of a get-in if football comes home. I'll leave you with that thought. See ya. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.